Thanks for listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos and the PCC Multiverse. Check out more great podcasts today on one of these awesome affiliate networks. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. The Tangibound Network. Check it out. Tangiboundnetwork.com. Listen to this show, the latest episode, every time. A proud member of the Good and Geek Network. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other geeky podcasts over at gunnageeknetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. On this week's episode, the fight for Dune Spice begins. Netflix has its good and bad. And are you wanting a mini fridge from Xbox? All this and more as we reach our next stop, the PCC Multiverse. Don't be alarmed. The quasi-shimmering light before you is a trans-dimensional gateway to other worlds, other voices, other thoughts, and other realities. Up feels like down, and down feels like the number seven on a Wednesday morning. Don't worry. That quivering, blood-boiling sensation under your eyebrows is all a part of the charm. Welcome to the PCC Multiverse. And we're back with another episode of the PCC Multiverse. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at Pop Culture Cosmos, Vampires and Vitae, the Lakers Fast Break, Game Source, or whatever you can do to support us right here at Pop Culture Cosmos, because we are the number one tabletop RPG streamer on Facebook. Plus, we've got over 50 radio stations around the world that play our show each and every week and podcast outlets everywhere. It is sincerely appreciated. But it wouldn't be a PCC multiverse without my good friend. She is the mastermind, the evil mastermind behind <laughs> Vampires and Vitae. It is my good friend. It is Melinda Parkhouse. Melinda, thank you for being back on. Of course. Once again. Happy to be here. And Gerald, can you just give me like a, a couple more seconds? There's just something else. Sorry, I should have talked to you about this before. But there's another RPG podcast, Rolling in the Geek. And they are dealing with an immense tragedy right now. Their DM was driving home after a gaming session and was hit by a drunk driver. Oh my. So there's now a table without a leader and there's a family without a father, unfortunately. So when you see this week's episode drop on Friday for the podcast version of Vampires and Vitae, there is a link in the episode description this week, and it will take you to a GoFundMe where you can help support Ken's family. The podcast has been very kind to Vampires and Vitae, so this week's episode is dedicated to them and to the memory of Ken. It felt important for us to do. It's all been done with permission from the guys from Rolling in the Geek, and when something like this happens to a member of the tabletop RPG family. It's something that we all kind of feel a little bit in the community. So we felt that it was important for us to pay our respects to people who've been so kind to us. So Absolutely. Uh, and, I, and I'll tell you what, give me the link 
and yeah. I'll put it in the description as well. And I Please. hopefully people will go ahead and support this because a very unfortunate tragedy and the tabletop RPG community should band together. And anybody who feels like they should be compelled to contribute to help out, please do so. We would be greatly appreciated. And our condolences to the family from all of us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. But it is going to be a great episode we have for everyone out there today. We are looking forward to bringing you all the great action that's out there, including talking about Dune, which hits theaters this weekend. We're excited for it. How excited? We'll tell you coming up here in a bit. Plus also as well, Netflix has its highs and Netflix has its lows when it comes to the numbers and controversy. They had a little bit of each this week. So we'll talk about that coming up on the show as well. After a long wait, the video game world finally gets an Uncharted movie that's coming in 2022. So we got blessed, and I will put that in quotations, for the Uncharted trailer. So I will be talking a little bit about the Uncharted trailer. I know Melinda has thoughts on the Uncharted trailer. I will go ahead and share some today and definitely some on the Monday show because Josh and I have been talking about this for five years. Has this met my expectations in one way or another? We'll find out on the show as well. We're also going to be talking about Xbox 20, their 20th anniversary stream that they'll be doing in November. That's going to be great. We're going to be talking a little bit about that, but more so about the cool items you can get as far as in the Xbox land, including one that's selling like hotcakes, or shall I say cold cakes, will come up on the show as well. We'll also be talking about a couple more things, including why The Last Man being canceled and why that is a problem for Hollywood. And also as well, we're going to be talking to Mark Morales. He's an upcoming director. And I want you to type this in while we go ahead, Melinda, and talk about this just real quick. He's going to be talking about The Clown Motel in Tonopah. Why? Because his first film is going to be a horror film shot at the Clown Motel entitled 521 North Main Street. Okay, we're going to be talking about that on this show as well. Clown Motel. Yeah, I'm already terrified. <laughs> yes. Well, if you look it up in Tonopah, you'll understand why. Oh, gosh. It's different, that's for sure. But Melinda, first thing on the list, I think, has to come into play, and that is the Marvel movie delays. Yes, everything delayed. Kevin Feige at the premiere of The Eternals, which wasn't delayed. Well, actually, it was kind of delayed already, but now it's still coming out November 5th. Mm -hmm. He recently had a conversation during the premiere of that where he stated that production issues in regards to the coronavirus, and that was catching up again to them as with all the different projections that they have. Let me give everybody the lowdown on what's going on with the different release delays on that. First, we have, I think, the major one everybody's talking about is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which got moved back from March to May. So now it's coming out May 6th. You got Thor, Love, and Thunder, which got from moved from May to July. I know, I'm sorry. No Chris Hemsworth for you until July, Melinda. I'm sorry. <laughs> Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. That moves from July to November. And the Marvels are moving from November to February 2023. And Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, that moves from February to July of 2023. Wow. So that's a big step in the wrong direction. They've also got listed several untitled Marvel Disney's on the slate. And they've 
either been removed or pushed back entirely. So yeah, the unnamed projects, right? Yes. Yeah. It always gets me very curious what those unnamed properties are. Yeah. But the worst one of the deal, the individual movie that got hurt the most was not a Marvel movie, but Indiana Jones 5, which got pushed back from July 2022 to June of 2023. Oof. So, yes, that's Oof. a big hit for all you Harrison yeah. Ford fans. Wow. Very disappointing. Your thoughts on the bump backs for Marvel and also the big bump back for Indiana Jones. Yeah, too bad about the big bump back because that's a huge one for indiana jones my gosh that's it's a year maybe the injury to harrison ford and the shoulder injury i believe that he uh, suffered that might have been part of the reason in in the fray but just very disappointing just very disappointing yeah. to see but again i think that they'll go ahead and supplement that with what at disney plus they're going to have the boba fett in december they're going to have the mandalorian come back in early 2022 Mm-hmm. They'll have Marvel series, I believe, behind and after Hawkeye that comes out. So they've got stuff on the way, I hope, to fill that slot. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of these delays aren't too bad, though. Like May to July, that's not so bad. That's just a couple of months. You that's know, and, Yeah, and that's that's long enough to, I would imagine, put a little more spit and shine on, on the final project of those movies, especially if these delays are caused by complications from production elements because of COVID. I think it's kind of understandable. It is understandable. You knew it's going to be catching up, especially because Marvel had so much back to back to back to back to back. Yeah. And I think quite ambitious schedule anyway. Yeah. So I think it's going to be something they're going to let at least for a little bit of breathing room before they hit you up with a whole bunch of stuff again. I'm just worried about the continuity of it all because you've got Spider-Man coming in December from Sony. I mean, then you got Morbius coming in January as far as on the Sony Marvel end. So hopefully that will help also fill that gap for the traditional MCU. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, uh, yeah, well, it'll definitely sate some appetites, I would imagine. Well, that's for sure, indeed. But what are your thoughts out there on the delays for many of the Marvel films and, of course, the big one for Indiana Jones 5? Please share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Well, Melinda, there's so much more to talk about on today's program. The movie, which you and I have been looking forward to for weeks now, is finally here in the United States after doing very, very well overseas and that is dune mm-hmm. you have seen some of the reactions to it i the have reviews are pretty good especially when it concerns the imagery the cinematography this is something that from those who like one of our favorite films here blade runner 2049 and the visual effects and the just the design and the cinematography of that film the duo of roger dinkins and denis villeneuve they are back and I'll tell you what, Dune is looking better than ever. It really is. And one of the, I'm, I have to steal it and I apologize because I can't remember this particular YouTuber's name. Shame on me. But he said that the movie was an orgasmic visual and audio experience of galactic proportions. Okay. That's how yeah. they should just sell the movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they could put that on a bullet point there as far as on the commercial. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that'll work. Uh, That's going to barely work for our family friendly radio show, but yes. <laughs> I just thought that it, that was a, a very uh, poignant way to put that. And a lot of people in uh, even the reviews of people who didn't really like the movie that I was watching this morning, everybody is raving about Mr. Skarsgård as Baron Harkonnen. 
Yes, uh, yeah, Stellan is just an outstanding actor. I think he's yeah. uh, been really good. Sometimes underutilized in the MCU stuff that he's done, but yes, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, this movie is something that after a very campy and really kind of bad 1980s movie where they tried to cram the whole book series into one film and then you had a TV miniseries that was I think around the turn of the century around 2000 2001 that was also not that great hopefully this will be a definitive reimagining of what the book series should have been like and they're not sure if we're going to get the second movie Oh, they'll get the second movie. What? They're not sure. They don't know. It all depends on how this movie does. It's already doing well across the seas. Yeah, I mean, and the actors in the movie, the talent is absolutely stacked. And a lot of people are saying that the performances and the way that the characters were written for the screenplay have depth and you understand and and grow to really love the characters by the end of the first movie. So everything that I'm reading is, is getting me very excited for the movie. I can't wait. It is getting me very excited too. It's a loaded cast. Like you said, uh, probably one of the most loaded casts it's been in a long, long time. Uh, To me, it's just incredible how they could get so many actors like, First off, Timothy Chalamet and his hair. Let's go ahead. Let's not forget about his hair. Then you have Zendaya. You have Oscar Isaac. You have Jason Momoa, Rebecca Ferguson, Josh Brolin. My gosh, the list goes on. Like you said, Stellan Skarsgård. You have so many well-known actors as a part of this that wanted to go ahead and be a part of this. It's just amazing. And I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a visual spectacle. Mm -hmm. Last week, when it came to Halloween Kills, one of the things we didn't note that I noted on the Monday show is that it was day and date on Peacock, which I don't think a lot of people knew. Oh. But see, like like you didn't know. I mean, I forgot about it. I, I reported on it sometime back and I forgot about it okay. because of the fact that it wasn't heavily advertised for Peacock. That's one of the reasons why I think that it earned $50 million and did so well and overperformed the box office because the fact that not too many people knew it was on Peacock. Well, a lot of people know that this movie is coming day and date on HBO Max. In fact, actually, as we're if you're listening to us, you're about two hours away from actually being able to see it on HBO Max. So that, to me, could be an issue. But it looks like it's going to be trending still in the right direction. They're still expecting around a 60 to $70 million haul in the U.S. I mm-hmm. think if it does that, I think you could pretty much assure itself a, a second movie because of the fact that it's done very well overseas. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed indeed. Yeah. But I'm telling you what right now, Melinda, it's going to be a very interesting time to see. It's already done, like I said, over $130 million internationally. It, it's really something that a lot of people are interested in. I'm hoping for it. I think it's really looking good. And I'm just excited to go ahead and check out the, the IMAX version of Yes. You. Yeah, yes. that's that's the way you got to go for this one, I think. You, you need to pay for whatever extras you can add on to your ticket <laughs> for this movie so you can enjoy the full scope of it, I think. If you can manage to see the movie in like one of those dome theaters, do that. Yes. Yeah. yes. Do it. In a world, yes. <laughs> what are your thoughts out there on Dune? Are you going to check it out at the theaters or HBO Max? Because this is in my opinion, one of the can't-miss films of 2021. I know, maybe they should put a box quote on that. Maybe they should. 
That would be a great pub for us, wouldn't it? Yes, yes. absolutely. Pub Culture Cosmos says. Yes, yes. <laughs> Melinda Barkhouse said it. There you go. Yeah, right there. No. no. There <laughs> I'm really thinking that it's going to be a success on both HBO Max and also in the theaters as well. Yeah, this could be one of those movies that does well on both. Absolutely. I'm Instead looking forward of one to it. hurting the other, it could amplify. I might actually see it on both, just to give us to be clear. That's how much I'm excited for it. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. And then you could compare the theater experience with the at-home experience. There you go. There's something there. There's something there. But please share us your thoughts on Dune, Pop Culture Cosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, coming up next, we're going to be talking about even more great things, including the Uncharted film, question mark. Xbox at 20, they've got some great plans to talk about on their stream in November, but the real fun is what they added on as stuff that you can buy with the mm -hmm. Xbox name and logo. So we'll talk about that coming up. Also, Mark Morales is on the back end talking about his upcoming Clown Hotel movie, 521 North Main Street. And also as well, we're going to be talking about Why the Last Man and also Being the Ricardos. We'll talk about if you remember I Love Lucy and how this movie recreates that, or does it? We'll talk about that coming up on the back end of the show as well. This is the PC Multiverse. So let me get this straight. We're going to play a like a video game together? or Well, not exactly. Okay, fine. W where's the controller? Uh, that's it's, it's right here. This is literally a sheet of paper. I don't understand what you... Here, you're going to need these two. Dice? You just had, are these even dice? We are going to play Vampire the Masquerade. It's a role-playing game. What kind of vampire do you want to be? Okay, now you're telling me there's more than one kind of vampire? Oh, my friend, you have no idea. There's an Osferatu, there's Nosferatu. Vampires and Vitae, an actual play podcast. Season 2, coming soon to Pop Culture Cosmos. And we're back with the PCC Multiverse. It's Melinda Barkhouse and me, Gerald Glassford. I'm here too, just letting you know. I'm here. I'm here. Welcome back. Wanted to ask you this, Melinda. I know it dropped today, and that is the Uncharted trailer. Yes. With Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, Mark Wahlberg and Tom, don't call me Spider-Man Holland, because yes. Spider-Man is going to change, as you know it, after this last film in December, yes. is what he said. Pretty much paraphrasing there. But it did drop something that was a project of his of something that I, i'm assuming he played the game enjoyed the game and said this is all this is great you know i know everybody has been in the video game world said oh this is so cinematic it should be its own movie yes and now it is and now it's coming out in 2022 so i want to hear your thoughts the trailer dropped today this has been something i've been talking about for five years now is this everything that you hoped it would be as an uncharted fan it's going to be a really great popcorn flick. Okay. There's another box quote right there for you. This is full. Our show's full of box quotes today. Yeah, right? That's the impression that I got when I watched the trailer today. I was like, this is going to be a great movie to kick back, drink some sodas, and have some popcorn, maybe even some almond M&Ms, and just enjoy looking at pretty people on a big screen. It's going to be perfect for that. Okay, I'm glad you're really getting into it. I know Degenerate 2018, Jamie out there in the chat board, he actually relayed to me that he's excited for it. Mm -hmm. This is something that in, before you came on in previous episodes, when we first heard that Tom Holland was going to take up the role of Nathan Drake, 
in one of my two favorite all-time video game series. As you can mm -hmm. see, I have Mass Effect here right behind me. But if you cannot see, and I'm going to show this to our video audience, right there next to it is my Uncharted 3 standee. Hey! Which is Uncharted 3 for me is my all-time favorite game. Amazing. So I'm just going to say this, that I was not pleased when Tom Holland took up the role of Nathan Drake and when it was really? announced. Because I think he's just too young for the role. I think sure. his role should be for a modern Nathan Drake. I had mentioned Scott Eastwood because he has the look and a little bit of the brashness. If you've seen that he's able to play a, a cocky like character like Nathan yeah. Drake does, mm -hmm. he's, he's very comedic. I thought that he should be given the chance. I just think that Tom Holland wasn't the right guy for playing Nathan Drake. I just think this is a, he's a big star. He wants to do it and he got his chance to do it. I yeah. just think that it's not the right fit and doesn't feel right to me, but as someone who has basically said ad nauseum how wonderful the Uncharted series is, <laughs> sure. I'm very concerned. But I'm going to talk about more about this on the Monday show with, yeah, sure. with Josh because I know he'll have thoughts on this. Well, didn't they do something that was uh, you know a little bit self aware in the trailer where Mark Wahlberg asks him if he's not too young to be a bartender? Aren't you a little young to be a bartender? And yeah. he clips back, "Aren't you a bit old to be going to prom?" I mean, yeah. come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right. Well, I, again, I'm hoping for the success for this because of the fact that video game movies as a whole have really not performed well over the years. They've often met a lot of tropes and not pleased fans. I know Degenerate 2018, he was talking about the Resident Evil movie coming to Netflix and how he's hoping that will finally be true to the series. And, hope, and I know a lot of fans are there as well. For me, this Uncharted series is going to be very interesting to see how this Uncharted movie fares at the box office, if it's going to be something people will latch into, and if it will become a movie series for Tom Holland after his days as Spider-Man, whenever that ends, because we know it's not going to end with the last Spider-Man that's coming in December. Right. Because, and I know there's probably going to be more Spider-Mans to come, but it'll be a different spider-man in the realm a different tom holland i guess it's going to, we're going to experience as time goes on but it is uncharted i am looking forward to it very nervously i'm yeah. going to see if we're actually going to be entertained by it but i will have more thoughts on this on the monday show but i want to hear your thoughts out there on the uncharted movie please let us know popculturecosmos at yahoo.com i in a way i'm glad i it, it was finally being realized but I just wish it was realized a little bit different. I think that's probably the best way. Sure, say. sure. And that's understandable. I think, you know, whenever they cast things like this, it's it's always a little bit tricky. I mean, I can remember when True Blood came to HBO. And <laughs> yeah, I, but I had read all of Charlene Harris's books. So when they started talking about who they were casting, I was like, I don't know. And then, I mean, aside from everything after the first season it was a wonderful show <laughs> you and know? there are homages to the video game series in it it yes. is not entirely different yeah absolutely and and i think that it may not be what you're expecting but you may still be pleasantly surprised so okay all right as optimist. long as i will be come on i can't be the optimist here <laughs> you should no i can't you be should. oh my gosh okay all right fair enough indeed. <laughs>
But what are your thoughts out there on Uncharted? Please let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, before we hit the break, Belinda, I wanted to go ahead and talk about Netflix real quick. You know, if you're the CEO and you're driving home on Friday yeah, and you're checking this out and you're thinking about back upon your week, as sometimes people do at that five mm-hmm. o'clock drive on the freeway as you're heading home and you're thinking to yourself, how was my week? <laughs> it was the high of highs and the low of lows. And it's been a tough and good week for Netflix. What do you want to start off with? The tough or the good? When it comes to Netflix? I mean, I I only have seen the good. So let's start with the tough because I'm, I'm not sure that I know exactly what you're talking about. So I'm very intrigued. Well, recently Netflix dropped the latest Dave Chappelle comedy show. Yes. And it has come out to obviously a lot of viewers a lot Mm -hmm. of acclaim but also a lot of controversy because of the transgender comments and bit that he has during the course of the show right that he performed that was very demeaning to the transgender community and this has caused some internal strife in the community and the ceo paraphrasing here originally made a statement in an internal memo stating that it's doing outstanding numbers for Netflix and that what was said by Dave Chappelle in the stand-up comedy routine was not to be taken seriously and that it's going to do no real-world harm, I think was his exact quote. I'm I'm not 100% sure, but I think it was something to that effect. And that set off a firestorm internally in Netflix, not only just on the outside with the transgender community, but internally in Netflix where there were several disruptions within the confines of Netflix. There were protests. There were leaks. I believe they've walked out today, actually. Yes, they did a walk. Actually, yesterday, too. Yesterday. They did a walkout. Yeah, they did a walkout yesterday as far as employees were backed by several non-transgender employees supporting the transgender community in regards to this. So it's been a hot-button issue. The Netflix CEOs had to backtrack on some of his statements, mm-hmm. of course. Your thoughts on this, trying to put this in perspective, there were some very demeaning comments towards the transgender community as part of the comedy routine. And that's something that has been in comedy routines as far as disparaging a certain community for decades. I didn't say it made it right. I'm just saying it's been there for decades. So I want to hear your thoughts on Dave Chappelle's comedy special and the internal strife at Netflix. Yeah, the internal strife at Netflix, I think, is a reflection of the mood, I think, of how people are reacting to these more, and I don't mean to trivialize, and I I hope that that's not the way that this is coming across, but the more sensitive topics, you have to be responsible for what you say and what you talk about. And in a time where accountability is such a huge thing, if you can't fully support something that is on whether it's a Netflix service or you know something that you hear on even a podcast if you can't fully back it then I'm not sure why it's on your service the question I think the rub that is affecting a lot of people is where is the line between social commentary and social responsibility and do those two lines intersect? Do they run parallel to each other? Is there conversation that needs to happen in the space between the two parallels? I think that a lot of people are getting better 
at handling these topics and, and things like this. But when it comes to corporations, you need to be responsible right out of the gate. And does that mean the Dave Chappelle show shouldn't have been on Netflix at all? I'm not so sure. I think that we need to have these conversations around these topics in order for us to all collectively learn and understand and then be able to move forward and be better human beings. And we know Netflix is all about profits and ratings. I'm sure at least at one point in time, all these big time comedians have crossed over the line at some point in time with comments yes. that they said that haven't aged well over the years. And it's just something mm -hmm. that I look back on it now and you know some of the things that were funny back then are not so funny now. And it's just to the point where you got to save yourself exactly how much are you going to sacrifice the integrity of your network yes. for numbers. But the good news for Netflix is the fact that they reported their quarterly earnings and they exceeded expectations in yeah, this they, quarter. They're doing all right. <laughs> yeah. 4.4 million subscribers added during the third quarter of 2021. They're now at 213.5 million subscribers globally. That's a whopping number. And to give you an idea just how popular the Squid Game is, the Squid mm -hmm. Game has been viewed almost by 150 million unique subscribers. So basically two-thirds of Netflix has seen the Squid Game. That's just mind-boggling. Absolutely mind-boggling. Yeah. And that's that's another show that I've read a, a lot of controversy about. What is the show actually about? You know, is storytelling truly a global thing? Or, you know, are we looking at it through the wrong eyes when we're watching a show that is coming from another country where we don't necessarily understand all of the minutiae of different cultural sensitivities and, and things like that? That's another show that's not without its controversy. But I mean, my gosh, you can't dispute its success. Absolutely. As we didn't a couple weeks ago, we were early on the squid game train. Yeah. So good. So dark, so twisted and so good. But we want to hear your thoughts on the ups and downs for Netflix this week. Please share us your thoughts. And if this is really a hot button issue, especially when it concerns the Dave Chappelle comments that were made during his recent special. So please, we want to hear your thoughts on this pop culture cosmos at yahoo.com. Well, coming up next is a quick interview we have with Mark Morales, who's directing his upcoming feature based off the Clown Hotel in Tonopah called 521 North Main Street. We'll talk about that and some other things that he's up to coming up after the break. And then after that, we're going to close out the show with Xbox 20, Why the Last Man, and Being the Ricardos. This is the PCC Multiverse. If you want to see the coolest action figure collections out there, the stuff that you played with as a kid, hear from industry insiders that made the toys that really truly defined who we are, and you gotta check out season one of Action Figure Adventure. Check out Action Figure Adventure now, exclusively at Big Bad Toy Store. You'll get 10 episodes of awesome action figure fun. I guarantee if you grew up playing toys, you will love Action Figure Adventure. Thanks again for hitting us back up at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Got a great guest I've been wanting to talk to for some time. We connected a little while back, and it's just a great opportunity to go ahead and talk to Mark Morales. And Mark, great to have you on the program today. Hey, it's awesome to be here. Thank you so much. When we were talked about a month ago that you had a lot of stuff coming down the pike. We were supposed to do something called 521 North Main Street. It's a horror movie. 
and we were supposed to do that last year and we got sidetracked by COVID. So I had all this free time. So I started writing something in my mind. It was a web series called it's crazy out there. I looked at my girlfriend, like, what, what do we do with this script? And she's like, how many pages? I'm like, I think it's like 20. She's like, what is it? I'm like, I think it's a web series. She's like, what do you want to do with it? I'm like, I don't know. And our thing is we never made a movie before. So, cause I, I have a theater background. So this is what's going to be our first movie. It was going to be this horror movie, 521 North Main Street. But I had no idea how to make a movie. So all of a sudden I had this small script. I'm like, why don't we get some money, borrow some money, make this little one episode here of this, of this web series. All of a sudden that one episode turned into two episodes and then a third episode. So in my mind, we were just, I was just getting my feet wet because, you know, I wanted to make the big film. But now we have three episodes of something called It's Crazy Out There with a wonderful trailer to it that we're trying to um, sell, hopefully, to either Amazon or Netflix. And if we can't do that, then we're just putting it up on our own website. And right now we're working on 521 North Main Street, which is the film we were supposed to shoot last year. And that's about the Clown Motel, which is in Tonopah, Nevada. And you're in Vegas, which I'm sure you know where Tonopah is, about three oh, hours between Reno and Vegas. There's a great little incorporated, I think it's a corporate town called Tonopah, Nevada. I have heard the legends already. Let's yeah. Go that way. And Tonopah is home to the world famous Clown Motel, as well as the Mitzvah Hotel. And both supposed to be haunted. And they're like, if you go on Amazon right now, I'm sure there are 10 movies called The Clown Motel. But we're calling ours 521 North Main Street, which is the address of the Clown Motel. And instead of filming there, we're going there to shoot the exterior and we're taking it into a soundstage on San Antonio and rebuilding the entire motel in our vision. How, how fascinating was it to go ahead and do a movie based on that? Because it's commonly referred to as America's scariest motel. Or at least they like to refer to it as America's scariest motel. It's, you know, obviously to bring the tourists in. Mm-hmm. And and so many people that I have talked to over the years here living in Vegas have either wanted, expressed a desire, or have actually experienced the Clown Motel. And it, it does have its charm, but it does also have its spookiness. And, and you know, it's not somewhere you can go where, you know, if you don't, if you don't have, if, if you're like that individual that really is, is frightened by horror movies, this will be, this gives off the vibes. This gives off the, the kind of atmosphere that I think horror fans and just people that love those type of dark genres will really get into. Oh, absolutely. First of all, the town of Tonopah, that's just, just, if the Clown Motel wasn't there, just the town itself is not, to, I'm not putting down Tonopah, okay? But it's just scary. Just that you come in out of the <laughs> desert, it's super, super, I think, I don't know, I think the main street, what is it, a mile, maybe two miles from beginning At to end, yes. and then it's over, and it's an old mining town, and it has all these, it looks like a movie set, it's phenomenal, so right there alone, you can do an entire movie about the town of Tonopah, and that, that'll be scary, Then all, now we, it has the Clown Motel attached to it, that's, that's even better, and then attached to the Clown Motel is what, it's a graveyard from 1901, which is phenomenal, it's just yeah so it, it looks like a movie set and my like i said earlier my big thing was theater so i lived in new york i wrote plays I got published for my plays so i never sat down and wrote wrote a screenplay so i had this all this free time a few years ago and i'm like well i'm gonna try to write a screenplay and i'm like what do i write about and i'm like well it's gotta be a horror movie i love horror that's what I, that, that's it so i started doing all the research i'm like well i'll write a horror movie what, what do i write about so I started doing the research, and sure enough, that's, I started reading all these reviews to the Clown Motel, all these people that were staying there. And so I started reading all these 
<laughs> Yelp reviews. And some were so ridiculous. I'm like, this is my place. I'm going to build a story around this place. So I wrote out the entire story without ever going there. And then I went there and it was phenomenal. It was creepy. It was dirty. It was broken. And then a year later, someone else bought it <laughs> and tricked it out. And I didn't know that, but I went back. And when I went back, I almost cried because it was so beautiful at this point. I'm like, what did you do to my motel? I have to rewrite it now. This place looks great. It looks phenomenal. Everyone wants to, this isn't scary. It's beautiful. Like it's like Disneyland here. Then I was like, well, maybe that's the appeal. You know, maybe it looks so pretty. It'll attract people. And that's where the horror will come in. So I'm like, all right, alter a little bit and just make it work for this place. It feeds into that fear so many of us have yeah. as far as clowns are concerned. The cemetery is literally adjacent to the actual hotel. So yeah. however bright and cheerful that it's been repainted to, and you actually can see the pictures online, everyone, if you mm-hmm. just head on over there, how much work they've done on it. It doesn't matter how cheery it looks now. It's got the cemetery still right by it, which is oh, going to give you the creeps. Great. He wants, I was talking to the owner. I'll tell you what I want to do next. He's like, I want to extend out to this point. He's like, and on the roof, (laughs) I'll have chairs that overlook the cemetery. And I'm like, really? He's like, that's the cell. And I'm like, it it really is. So if you had an ocean, you'd have the chairs looking at the ocean. But your thing is the cemetery. So you're going to have all these chairs and everyone just staring at the cemetery. I'm like, it's perfect. It's great. It's, it's, It's amazing. It really is. It's quite phenomenal. The so best case scenario is obviously getting it onto an Amazon or Netflix right. that has that 200 million plus subscriber base that you could work off of and hopefully get that kind of attention. How rewarding do you think it would be if you could get that kind of a claim? It'd be phenomenal. It just it'll open up every door. And not only would it be great for me, it'd be great for my crew, for my cast. I mean, my, the cast and crew are phenomenal and they get it. They understand it. So yeah. To have that recognition to be phenomenal. You know, it could get me more jobs and get my cast more job, my, my, my DP, my makeup person. That, that'd be great. That is the main goal. You just, you want to be able to do what you love and you, you just want to be able to work it. You make a little money at it. You don't have to become rich at it. That's the way I see it. Just, you know, you pay your bills and you're happy. That's all I want. That's I'll it. tell you what, I'm looking forward to seeing 521 North Main Street when you're finished with it, when you're ready to go ahead and showcase out there to the audience. But to anyone out there that wants to keep abreast of what you're doing, what you're working on, is there any type of social media that they can follow you on? Yeah, we're going to extend on our social media. But right now we have a, a Facebook page called It's Crazy Out There for the web series that we're working on. Actually, we have two pieces of music that we're adding to that right now, and we're going to put out that first episode. I think we're just going to put it on our on our own little website. We have a website called High Five and Ants Productions. Dot com you can go to or you can just reach out to me um mark morales at hotmail i mean alphaville2 at hotmail.com if you want just to reach out to me personally but i'll tell you what i am wishing you much success with not only it's crazy out there but also 521 north main street i'll tell you what mark it's been just such a pleasure to talk to you. you're always welcome back on the program continued success with all your projects and you know, to anyone out there looking like you are right now on the verge of creating your first film for people out there, do you have any advice to give for aspiring directors out there before we head on out? Just do it, guys, or girls, or anyone. Just do it. If you want to write, 
just write it out. Whatever's in your head, just write. But when you write, throw it all out there. Throw it all on the page. Don't sit there and go, are people going to like this? Or they're not going to, well, what is this? Don't, and just throw it all out there. And then once you, you get it all down and you start reading it to people, don't be afraid. Because if you're, you're afraid to, to let people see your work, then it's not going to go anywhere. You need to talk to people. You need to get opinions. And as far as directors go, this might be hard, but find people you like to work with. Find people who don't disrupt your set. Okay, that's the worst person you're going to have on your set. If everyone else is working out really great and they all get you, and then you have that one person that comes in, that's like a cancer. So don't be afraid to say, I don't want to work with you. If, if people are getting to you, just get them away. It's just as bad energy. You want to keep your set, especially first-time directors, keep your set as calm and cool as possible, people that you want to be with. Because if it's your first time and, and you're not having a good time, you might not want to do it again. Yeah, that's my advice to you. Once again, it's Mark Morales, 521 North Main Street, known as the Clown Motel. Motel. Look for that to coming up in the near future. And also, as well, it's crazy out there. Follow the Facebook page today and all the great stuff that Mark Morales has to do and offer for you up in the upcoming weeks, months, and years. Please go ahead and make sure you support anything that he does out there. Mark, it's been a great pleasure talking to you. Again, wishing you the utmost of success for you in all your career and the web series and the film. You've got the multimedia empire on the verge of creating. We're trying. Let's see, we're trying. I'm really rooting for you, and you're always welcome back here to talk about that or any one of your upcoming projects right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. If you're in the Las Vegas and Henderson areas and are looking to buy, sell, or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles, there's no better place to go than Retro City Games. From Xbox to PlayStation, Nintendo to Atari, the great crew at Retro City Games provides the best place to go for all your gaming options. Stop by their two awesome locations in Henderson and also the Las Vegas Strip, or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. And we're back with the show. It's the PC Multiverse. want to thank so much, Mark Morales, for stopping by. We are the number one tabletop RPG streamer on Facebook. And do check out Melinda's great shows, Warlocks and Whiskey, and Wizards and Wine. Hey! Yes. Also, I am looking for some new players for Warlocks and Whiskey as well, by the way. So if Warlocks and Whiskey, it's one-shots, so you're not committed to a year-long thing. If you want to just drop in for a couple of games here and there, that's what Warlocks and Whiskey is for. So let us know if you're interested in joining the game. I need, I need like three or four more players. But before we head on out, Melinda, I wanted to go ahead and talk to you about Xbox. The Xbox has its 20th anniversary coming up. I'm still chiding them on the way that they're blowing Halo Infinite because not only did they delay it a year after the launch of the Xbox Series X, but they are delaying it past their 20th year anniversary and putting it out in the first week of December, which just blows my mind that they couldn't get their act together to go ahead and put it on their anniversary because you would think they would put it on the anniversary of Halo Combat Evolved, which came out 20 years ago in mid-November. But gee, gosh, just 
passed on by that. But instead of doing a game release on that day, they're going to do a stream with stuff that they've done over the years. They're not going to be talking about any new games they're going to announce, but they're just going to talk about what they have for Xbox fans now and in the present and in the past. So they're going to be talking about that. But the cool thing that came out of this was the announcements and quick sales of two items that were of great interest to us. And that is the Xbox shoes that are now a part of Adidas. Adidas and Xbox made a nice little nice nice, and they're showcasing some Xbox shoes, which are very green and very good looking. I think they're really cool. But the biggest thing that's out there is the mini fridge. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> it's exactly big enough for about six Monster Energy drinks. <laughs> honestly that's the size of it and it looks exactly like the latest console from xbox and yeah no it, it would be a really cool addition to your gaming room that's for sure well the thing is melinda yeah that and also to december 2018 it was sold for a hundred dollars originally mm -hmm. yeah yeah Which is crazy Yes, but the problem is... Oh, actually, to be fair, it is about this big. Yeah, it's very tiny. It's not exactly you're getting a fridge, you're getting just a mini fridge. Yeah, you're, you're not even getting a beer fridge. You're getting, like, a tiny guy. What Jamie Monroy is saying, he'll be a target and Best Buy to get one. Uh, you might have to, my friend, because, unfortunately, the online orders, it's sold out in nine minutes. Yeah. And it's now being sold for twice the price being scalped on eBay. Gee, yeah. e-commerce in 2021 i'll tell yes. you it's just surprising it's absolutely no one i think yeah yeah absolutely no one along with the overpriced xbox series x's and playstation 5s but need i digress on that yeah yeah it is 20 years of xbox your thoughts next month on the xbox 20 presentation to me i'm i'm gonna like what i see because it also remembers a lot of things from the past for xbox throughout the years it will mention, obviously, a lot about Halo Infinite and have some news mm -hmm. there. The, unfortunately, they, they're saying up front that they're not going to drop any new game information, which I think is a missed opportunity. Huge opportunity. But, yeah, huge opportunity. But your thoughts on Xbox 20? I think that if, you know, a, a state of the nation, if you will, is a great way to celebrate 20 years in business and a look back in retrospect about the things that xbox has done and peek into some of the things that they have planned for the future i think if i think it's going to be great and i'm looking forward to tuning in full disclosure though i am a playstation girl so <laughs> i don't know that i'll be hooked into anything that they're selling but i'm definitely going to be interested enough to watch it and check it out i want the playstation 5 and the xbox series but if you had to lean me into one right now that I'm going to get first, I'm going to say it's the Xbox series because of Xbox Games Pass. And I think that's yeah. something that is going to be in this generation more of an equalizer. I know PlayStation 5 has gotten off to a quick start, but Xbox has done better than what they did even in the Xbox One era or the Xbox 360 era or the original Xbox era because of the Xbox Games Pass. I understand that the Xbox Series X and S are not the only place you can utilize the Xbox Games Pass, and that one day you'll be able to play all the Xbox games off your TV, your mobile device, your PC, yeah. et cetera, yeah. et cetera. In fact, you can do it now very efficiently on your PC. I think the goal is going to be ultimately not the Xbox Series X, but the Xbox Games Pass, and how that subscription basis, which kind of disappointed this past quarter when they announced their numbers, 
it did not meet expectations, although it exceeded last year their expectations. But so far this year, it's not. I think it's because of the fact that they, the game releases have not been plentiful to Xbox Game Pass. Sure, so I yeah. think that's, that's part of the reason. But once mm-hmm. that ramps up, I think that Xbox Games Pass will be a hit with gamers once again. Yeah, I agree. And you just reminded me that I need to get a new PlayStation controller because it's not charging my battery anymore. Sorry. I, I'm just going to make a little note here for myself as I talk about being a PlayStation girl anyway. Sorry. No worries. No worries. <laughs> I mean, we talked about Uncharted earlier today, and that's a pinnacle of PlayStation gaming. So Absolutely. The Xbox, to me at least over the course of the previous generations has been the better value, whether it's the console itself or the program behind it. But PlayStation has only needed to throw out its PlayStation logo. And seemingly since the PlayStation threes eh, middling reviews by people out there, the PlayStation four has been a big hit, obviously selling over a hundred million units worldwide, something which Xbox has yet to achieve. So I'm hopeful that Xbox 20 will be that not only that celebration of the previous 20 years, Mm -hmm. but will do something to set things right. Because with Halo Infinite and how they messed that up, in my opinion, I think they need all the help they can get. I'm with you. Sorry. Again, PlayStation girl. (laughs) There you go. Well, that's okay. That's okay. Choosing sides, choosing sides. I like to be Switzerland when it comes to video game as much as I can. Yeah. Because I, you know, I love so many things on the PlayStation as well. So mm-hmm. your thoughts out there on Xbox at 20. Are you going to get your hands on the mini fridge? Or are you going to tie your laces up on those brand new sweet looking Xbox shoes from Adidas? Please share us your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. But before we head on out, Melinda... I want to ask you this in regards to Why the Last Man, which is a series that FX was out there and it was something that I don't think got the reception that it was hoping to get because it was announced before the season ends that the show is already canceled and that they're only going to show the remaining episodes. This show, in my opinion, would have been such a great hallmark for women in entertainment everywhere because the fact that is predominantly not only in front of the camera but behind the camera a predominant women and female driven production Mm -hmm. and to cancel this i think speaks more about the future will hollywood jump on an all-female or predominantly female production as quickly as they jumped on why the last man I think, as I told you before we went on the air, it's not thing as far as the, the women in the show. The women in the show had their, their own storylines and, and really some good things that were going on there. It was the last man himself, the, the cisgender individual that was on there. I just think he was very annoying. Mm-hmm. I think he was uh, not really well played out. And I think it was not compelling for viewers to watch and stick with. And I think that's probably ultimately the reason why, why the last man ultimately failed. Well, sure. And if you have a show that is predominantly female, you know, in front of and behind the camera, why are you naming it The Last Man? <laughs> I, that's, that, that seems strange to me right out of the gate, but I, I digress. I honestly, I, I haven't watched the show now that it's been canceled already. You know, I'll probably go on and, and check it out and see if it is as bad as, you know, canceling it a few episodes in is, is and see if that was warranted or not. But as far as it, you know, tarnishing female heavy productions in Hollywood, I Do don't you think, think it will. I don't, 
don't think so. I mean, you have Reese Witherspoon, her production company, yes. uh, female-led projects and, and things like that. And I know that there are a few other actresses who are very much focusing a lot of their production and behind-the-scenes work on, on those female-led projects. So I don't, I don't think that it's going to tarnish that. I think that this could have just been uh, something that was not firing on all the cylinders right out of the gate. Well, I don't want anything to slow down the wheels of progress when it comes mm-hmm. to male and female in entertainment as far as equal pay, equal work, equal situations for both the male and female in the environment. And, yeah. you know, obviously women have had to fight an uphill uphill, uphill battle in regards to this. I mean, we saw what Scarlett Johansson had to do in order to go ahead and try and get the paycheck she feels that she deserves. We've seen so many times over the course of the years and the course of the decades how Hollywood has been very um, uh, misogynistic uh, the way that they've treated as far as women is concerned. And, you know, that it should be an equal platform. It should be an equal thing as far as not only in pay, but work, but also opportunities for the female community that's out there and to be able to exceed and advance in the entertainment world. I want to see this as a, as a guy who has two awesome daughters that may mm-hmm. want to go into that realm someday, they've not fully made up up their mind what they want to do in life. So if they decide tomorrow that they want to go in entertainment, I want them to be able to have the best chances possible to succeed and the best yeah. platform as possible yes. to succeed. Yeah. I really hope that this misstep with this show isn't enough for Hollywood to just take their big red pen and put a slash through all of those female heavy projects. I don't think that that's going to be the case. And I've said it before on the show, I I believe that there are enough talented female writers, directors, producers, heaven knows there's enough uh, talented female actors out there. So I don't think that this is going to put as much of a a stain on uh, this kind of project um, as you think it may. I, I don't I mean, think I'm just saying I think it may. I'm just saying I'm hoping it doesn't. Because yeah. you know, I'm sometimes a realist, sometimes a pessimist by nature when I sure. think you know that Hollywood and I'm always always comes across when I'm on talking basketball with the Lakers. But when I'm talking about the entertainment industry, there's so much of a history of negativity, of ne- the way that they treat cultures. And there's still much more work to be done as far yes. as being able to go ahead and promote uh, you know not only just the female community, but also as well, racial, ethnic, you know, religious individuals in their communities. There's still many like, you know, Marvel superheroes, DC superheroes, whatever you want to say, as far as, you know, the the community as a whole, there's still much more work to be done in order to promote the different types of backgrounds that we have. Mm -hmm. And I don't see anybody making an excuse in Hollywood. Oh, because why the last man did succeed, we're not going to be able to go ahead and touch that next project. That's well, majority, predominantly, or all female. So you can put the shoe on the other foot. Look at how many male-led and you know male-heavy projects that have been canceled after a couple of episodes. That's just a blip on the radar. This should be really treated the same way if you want to talk about equality. I, I agree. I agree, and that's what I'm hoping for as well. You go, Melinda. You yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see Melinda going up there right now, down Melrose Avenue, right there, going to knock on the Paramount. There you go. I am Melinda Barkhouse. I I want vampires and beat day. I want to go ahead and make that happen. It's going to be all female led. Oh my gosh. Just a few guys. I'll, I'll invite my husband, maybe Robbie. Yeah. He's an okay guy. Yeah. He's okay guy. All right. And you pay me exactly what I am fairly due. I demand it. I demand it. 
that's really all that it's about, right? Is just, you know, being treated fairly. That's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and making sure they go ahead and pay you a nice salary for V&D. Right. Yes. 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 But what are your thoughts out there on why The Last Man getting canceled? Share us your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. But before we head on out, uh, just do a terrible I Love Lucy scene. Right <laughs> Being the Ricardos trailer, it dropped. I know that a lot of people may have not caught that, but it is a interesting project coming up for Amazon Prime. And I was really surprised that Amazon Prime did pick this up, and I'm very happy that they did. But people seem to forget that I Love Lucy is the most popular television show of all time. And in fact, mm-hmm. that is still being played in hundreds of countries all around the world as of today is still mind-numbing that you will see it in a different language somewhere in the world probably right now as we speak yes absolutely and lucille ball and star trek have a deep history as well like i said the popularity of the show is just tremendous and i want to ask you this before we head on out being the Ricardo's trailer dropped and Nicole Kidman is playing the definitive role of Lucio Ball. I guess it's probably the most intimidating role you could probably get because of the fact that she did so well in Hollywood. And this goes back to our previous conversation on Why the Last Man. She was a woman in Hollywood who had power mm-hmm. that very few other women had at that point in time so i want to hear your thoughts on this i am really excited to see this i understand that this may not connect with a younger audience but i'm hoping that they will get a chance to see this to give them a little bit idea about the history of entertainment and the world of television did you watch nine perfect strangers no on hulu okay you should watch at, at least watch a few episodes if anybody is looking at this and going nicole kidman is lucille ball i just I don't know if she's got the chops. Watch that show on Hulu and and then we'll talk about whether or not you feel that Nicole Kidman has the chops. She is terrifying in that show. She is terrifying. A lot of people, when we found out that Nicole Kidman was going to sing in Moulin Rouge, everybody was like, oh, come on. And then she proved us all wrong. She can carry a tune and look at how well that movie did. So Nicole Kidman doubters, this is not the time for you to pipe up. They came up when she was announced. There yep. were a lot of doubters. Absolutely. You got a taste of that, what she can do in the trailer already. Javier Bardem starring as Desi Arnaz, mm-hmm. someone who was by her side for so many years as husband and wife. Yep. J.K. Simmons plays Fred. And it's a nice cast that's, that's coming along with it. But I'm very intrigued with this show. I'm really kind of kind of enjoying it and what i'm seeing i'm really excited for it i'm I'm hoping for the best for this because again it gives you a little bit of a look for younger audiences out there on the history of television yeah it really does and i'm excited to see what nicole kidman is going to do with this role and and how she approaches playing lucille ball i think it's going to be amazing i'm very excited for it degenerate 2018 says yeah then there's eyes wide shut well they can't all be hits Okay, that's true. But Being the Ricardos is coming to Amazon Prime. And when that comes out, we'll go ahead and give our thoughts on it because I'm really excited to go ahead and check out this project. But what are your thoughts on Being the Ricardos? Please share us your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. 
Big shout out to Roger, who heads up our Monday game and is also a valuable part of the Vampires and V-Day experience. Mm-hmm. So I want to give him a big shout out. He's checking us out. And of course, to Jamie for watching us on the show. Truly appreciate everyone out there watching and listening. But Melinda, any last thoughts on the way out? I am learning how to sync audio and video. I'm going to go back to that. <laughs> and Tech go back is to that. Fun. Tech is fun. <laughs> Yes, especially if you solve it. That's always the best part. Absolutely. So for Melinda Barkhouse, this is Gerald Glasper. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the PCC multiverse. We thank you for listening. Appreciate it, Degener2018, everyone else that was watching. Roger, cannot thank you enough for watching today. And... Have a nice day. Yeah, well, I gotta do something. Wait, where is it? There it is. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> and here's hoping you have yourself a great day. Dr. Geek here with another reminder that the ESO Network is pro-science and pro-vaccine. We urge you to be a superhero and protect yourself, your family, and your fellow geeks around the world. Don't be fooled by the forces of evil and their anti-science misinformation campaign. Consult the latest CDC guidelines, your doctor, and get the COVID vaccine today. Do you know how fast you were going? Uh, sorry officer, uh, one episode every two weeks? Two weeks! Did you also know you're carrying a dangerously heavy load? Yes sir, we do. We've got interviews, fight nights, film discussions, Desert Island DVDs, and lots more. I think we've got to take you down to the station. You do not have to write anything, but it may harm the Cosmic Pizza Podcast if you do not mention, when questioned, something you later wanted in the promo or feedbacks. Anything you do say may be used in said feedback. Cosmic Pizza Podcast is not about the cosmos or about pizza. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Tangent Bound Network. Let your voice be heard. TangentBoundNetwork.com Thanks so much for downloading the Pop Culture Cosmos and stay tuned as more great podcasts are on the way. Thanks again for listening to us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos.